0: For those of you that don't know me, I'm Linda, and I'm part of the church family here at St. John's. Um, Some of you that do know me will know that, um, probably quite a few years ago now, I used to work um, with lots of military personnel, providing therapy and treatment for lots and lots of soldiers, young and old. They came to me because they were experiencing a whole host of mental health problems, difficulties, as a result of serving in the various conflicts around the world. Um, One of the most challenging jobs I've ever done, I would say, it was heartbreaking, hearing lots of their stories. Um, It was life-changing, just hearing what they'd gone through and at most times, I was left really, really saddened by what I experienced and the stories and the things they shared, what it's like being at war, what it feels like, what it smells like, the things that they saw, the things that they did. And then they come back and live amongst us. So, today, for many of us, Remembrance Sunday can be filled with sadness, really. Um, But we do mark this day because it's really important for us to remember the contribution and sacrifice of the British and Commonwealth military and personnel in the two world wars and the numerous conflicts that have happened since. Today is a day to remember with real humility those who fought on our behalf to ensure that subsequent generations would live in relative freedom. So we, this morning, are just gonna pause to reflect and show our appreciation for every single person that's lost their life. Because every death matters. Remembrance does not glorify war, and its symbol, the red poppy, does not glorify war. As Becky shared earlier, the poppy is a symbol of hope, actually, for a peaceful future. Um, It acts as a sign, not only of remembering the military personnel and civilians who have lost their lives, but it just acts as a sign of peace and hope. As I was preparing to share with you this morning, I started to think about loved ones that i have lost um, and some people here in our congregation have lost loved ones. And I was thinking about a couple of people, and I've just, I have asked Jackie if I can mention Dino, her husband's name. Dino, Jackie's husband, who passed away um, some years ago now, but was a really close friend, much loved by so many of us that are here today. And I started to remember him and just various other people that have died over the years. And I just want to say that there is a place to remember them too. Because to remember is important. The Apostle Paul knew how important it was to remember people who had died. So around 2,000 years ago, he wrote a letter to a church that was struggling. This church was struggling with some profound questions of life. What happens to people who die? What does the future hold for them and for us? Now these may be questions that you are asking yourself. You may have asked yourself these questions or you may even be asking yourself these questions right now, right here. Now the Apostle Paul gives us a response to those life You know, those profound life questions. So, I'm going to read from the scriptures. It's only six verses, but if you'd like a Bible, if you wave your hand now, someone will bring a Bible to you. But the verses will be on the screen. And I'm going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and I'm reading verses 13 to 18. Okay. I think we're good. Thanks, Jude. I think we're good. Thank you. So the heading here is Believers Who Have Died. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven With these words. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These are truly great words of comfort for those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ. I hope you got it from the scriptures. Our eternal future is completely secure. Jesus has returned to heaven and he has prepared a place for each and every one of us. And he's going to come back to get us so that we will be with him forever, for all eternity. And Jesus will make a new heaven and a new earth. And at that time when he does that, Jesus will wipe every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things would have passed away. Fantastic. But what about the people who don't know Jesus? People in our schools, our colleges, our universities, our workplaces. What about those people who don't yet know Jesus in our families, our friends, our neighbours? our acquaintances, people who have died or fallen asleep, as Paul puts it. What about those people? Now, none of us can know what happens to a person when they are at that point of death. We don't know what prayers they may have said in their hearts. We don't know what encounters they may have had with Jesus. But we do know from the Bible that the Lord speaks to us even when we are in a death-like kind of sleep, as it says in the book of Job, which we did a series on some months ago now. We know too, if you know Jesus, if you know Almighty God, you know that he is a God of justice, of mercy, of compassion and loving kindness. God is just. He's not unjust. And his dealings with humanity are always right and always perfect. And we remember, one of the young people said it to me last Sunday when I was out with the youth. uh, We remember those often quoted words. That God loved the world so much that he gave his son to die for us so that we would be set free and be forgiven. And he didn't just do it for us in here, he did it for all of humanity. In Jesus Christ, we meet the God who cries. We meet the God who suffers pain. In Jesus Christ, we meet the Saviour who laid down his life for us, so that we, every single one of us, could be saved, Restored and forgiven. Remembrance is important to Jesus. So much so that he instigated this table that we see before us. This table, this act that we call communion. A memorial meal. And as all of you know, communion is at the heart of Christian worship. And celebrated around the world by loads and loads of people. So the meal that Mike will lead us in shortly, we share that meal together in response to Jesus' words at the final meal that he shared with his disciples. These profound words. Do this in remembrance of me. Every single time that we eat bread and take wine, we remember that it was Jesus Christ who went to the cross. For my sin and my freedom and for your sin and your freedom. And as we remember, hopefully most of us come to this table and we're really thankful. We're thankful that Jesus did this for us. But some of us will also be challenged. Challenged to live differently because of the great Price that cost of our saviour being beaten and hacked about and nailed to a cross. We may also be challenged to share with others the living hope that we have found in Jesus Christ. Now Mike said there was about 80 people in this room. In a gathering of this size There may be somebody sitting amongst us, someone listening online, who has never heard the good news about Jesus and what he has done for them. If that's you in this room or online, I just want to say one thing to you, really. There's no need to delay. we don't have to get to the point of death before we open our heart to Jesus Christ. We can say yes. Yes to Jesus right now. If that's you in this room or watching online, I'm just going to say a prayer in a minute. And if Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart, just a gentle knocking at the door of your heart, I'd encourage you to just say this prayer. I'm going to go slowly through the prayer and you can just say this prayer to Jesus. We'll just all bow our heads together and I'm just going to say this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things I have done wrong in my life. I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me to set me free from my sins. Please come into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you said that prayer either in this room or online, I'd encourage you, if you're here, to speak to Mike, myself, Becky, or some of our team who will be wearing a prayer lanyard after the service. If you've said this prayer online, then send an email through to linda at Johnsouthend.org. We want to help you on your Christian journey, so please don't leave this place without just saying, I said that prayer. Jesus encouraged us, every one of us, to remember him because he said, Do this in remembrance of me. Remembrance is important. In a moment, just as I close, we are going to place a wreath on a grave in our churchyard. Now, this grave has been adopted by one of our congregation here, and the grave, we refer to it as the grave of the unknown warrior. And we have come to see this unknown warrior as representative of all people who have lost their lives in the many conflicts around the world and the conflicts that are happening now. So many of them. The world is at war, isn't it? People are against one another. So we're going to place this reef that I've just got down here, going to take it through to the graveyard. A few of us are just going to walk there and say a prayer over that grave. Um, Just placing the wreath, really, to honour every single person who's lost their lives in conflicts of all kinds. So before I go, I'm just going to pray, and the band will come up, a few of us. And if you want to join us, please do. We're going to just walk through the church and lay the wreath on the grave, which is quite near the exit to the church. But before I do, let let us pray. Our Father, we thank you that you are the God of justice and peace. We pray for those who have been injured, killed or disabled through war. We pray for those who have lost homes and security through conflict. For those who have lost loved ones and for those who face danger and take risks for peace. We pray too for those caught up in the current conflicts around the world. Especially for the children. Refugees and those who find themselves in a state of complete hopelessness and despair. We call upon you this day. God of justice compassion and mercy. Would you comfort those who mourn and bring swift resolution to all who are at war? And we ask it in the name of your Son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.